Welcome, podcast friends. We're back with volume six of the Best Investment Writing Series. Each year, our team carefully sorts through tons of research and investment letters from some of the most respected money managers and investment researchers from all over the world to pick the best of the best to share with you. We offer the authors of those pieces the chance to record an audio version as a segment of the podcast. Past participants included the likes of Cam Harvey, Larry Swedro, and Rob Arnott. Enough from me. This episode is brought to you by 10 East. Longtime listeners know I've invested in private markets quite a bit myself, but with access to these markets broadening, it can be hard to know where to find vetted high quality offerings. That's where 10 East comes in. 10 East is a platform where qualified investors can co-invest on a deal by deal basis across private equity, private credit, real estate, venture, and other one-off opportunities typically unavailable through traditional channels. They're founded and led by Michael LaFell, who spent his early career building Davidson Kempner and who invests material personal capital in every offering they bring to the platform, aligning interests with 10 East members who co-invest at their discretion. Join numerous founders, executives, and portfolio managers from leading investment firms who use 10 East to diversify their personal portfolios. Inquire for membership at 10east.co. That's the number 10, east.co. Let's get to our guest and let them take over this special episode. Hi, this is Graham Robertson. I'm a partner at ManAHL, where we've been trading trend-following strategies for around three decades. You can find out more at man.com slash AHL. Before we get to the piece, I'd like to thank Stream by AlphaSense for sponsoring today's episode. The money's been donated to charity. Hi, this is Larry Kisco. I'm the head of North American Client Portfolio Management at Man Group. Now I'd like to introduce a paper written by a colleague of mine, Graham Robertson, and myself entitled Trend Following in Inflationary Environments, which we published in June of 2021. Quantitative trend-following strategies have been in existence for around 40 years. Over this period, we have experienced only two bursts of inflation. As a result, trend-following investors have scant evidence for the effect that inflationary regimes might have on their strategy. At the time of writing, inflation remains low, but is showing signs of ticking higher. Much of this fear can be seen in the increase in the U.S. five-year, five-year forward inflation expectation rate, from a low of 0.86% in February 2020 to above 2.25% in April 2021. The goal of this article is not to predict the direction of inflation, but rather to analyze the impact of higher inflationary regimes on the performance of the trend-following industry. We do this by examining academic studies covering historic periods of high inflation, as well as performance of the Barclay B-Top 50 Index of Trend-Following Managers over two of the most recent inflationary regimes. For much of this article, we will rely on the data produced by our colleagues in their recent academic paper, The Best Strategies for Inflationary Times, by Neville et al. They define inflationary regimes as the times when the headline year-on-year inflation is accelerating and when the level moves to 5% or more. The eight inflation regimes that they identified are shaded grey in figure two. They argue that rising inflation rate episodes are mostly caused by unexpected inflation shocks and assets may reprice materially during such rising inflation regimes. To assemble a critical mass of evidence, Neville et al. used data from 1926 across three continents. Figure three summarises the main findings from the paper for the US. 
we examine various real returns for a set of markets that likely would be represented in traditional trend-following strategies during the eight inflationary regimes, the grey-shaded zones in figure two. Real returns are used throughout due to the degree that inflation has made a material impact on the purchasing power of the US dollar over the long run. Unsurprisingly, weak returns are observed for nominal bonds as rising inflation is typically associated with rising yields and so declining bond prices. Perhaps more notable is that equities also perform poorly, compounding the challenge of the 60-40 equity bond investor. The best historical performance is observed for commodities. In fact, commodities show much higher real returns during rising inflationary environments than at other times. One aspect that does stand out during these inflationary times, which represent 19% of the months going back to 1926, are the challenges faced by low-only investors in stocks and bonds typically the foundation of an investor portfolio. Both equities and government bonds are only profitable in two of the eight inflationary regimes. Unsurprisingly, the equity-dominated 60-40 approach fares similarly, with success in only two of the eight periods. We also note the contrast between the average success of a 60-40 portfolio in non-inflationary times, plus 8% annualised real return, with its struggles in inflationary times, minus 6% real return. Clearly, consideration is warranted to broaden the investment toolkit during times of inflation. If markets do tend to exhibit the ability to make relatively large moves in inflationary periods, perhaps investigation of more active investment strategies could be useful. In particular, trend following appears well-suited to environments where markets move strongly either higher or lower. So, how has inflation impacted trend following performance looking back through history? Neville et al. created a trend-following approach applied to liquid futures and forwards, or proxies. They followed the methodology of Hamill, Rattray, and Van Hemert, 2016, and Harvey, Rattray, and Van Hemert, 2021. The strategy has a 10% ex-ante annualized volatility target, and the weights to historical lags in the trend definition were chosen such that it best approximates the returns of the popular trend-following BTOP50 index. Generally. Equities data for major markets began in 1926, and other markets entered as they became available. Within fixed income, U.S. bonds data is available since 1926, and most European bonds are included after 1950. For commodities, soybeans, corn, and wheat data began between 1940 and 1950, while FX starts after the end of Bretton Woods in 1973. Transaction costs of 0.8% are assumed. Figure 4 displays the results of this trend-following strategy. Perhaps not surprisingly, given the pronounced market moves during inflationary times, the trend-following strategy sees positive real returns across all four asset classes, as well as the all-asset trend version, in each of the individual inflationary regimes. Due to the notion that bonds and commodities have a very clear exposure to inflation, suffering and benefiting from rising inflation, respectively, these results seem intuitive. What becomes very clear is the efficacy this trend strategy displays in times of inflation. Not only is it positive in all of the historical inflation periods, it has generated a 25% annualized real return versus a 15% return in all other months. The large moves posted by assets in inflationary times seem particularly well-suited for a trend-following approach to capture. The academic study by Neville et al. outlined above opens up a wide range of insights on inflation driven in part by their diligence in sourcing data going back to 1926. 
This has widened the analysis to include past periods of inflation that were previously challenging to evaluate using more conventional data. Neville et al.'s results with their proxy BTOP50 trend-following strategy are encouraging, but we can examine the effects of two inflationary periods on the BTOP50 itself since inception in 1987. Importantly, the BTOP50 dates back to January 1987, which covers two inflationary periods identified by Neville et al. Reagan's boom, February 1987 to November 1990, and the China demand boom, September 2007 to July 2008. Using the BTOP50 as a proxy for trend-following programs, we can examine actual track records showing how trend-followers have performed in past inflationary environments, which might potentially give us insight into how trend-following programs might react during periods of future inflation. Figure 5 shows the cumulative returns of the BTOP50 index since inception. Performance during the two inflationary periods are highlighted as well. Returns were solidly positive for the index during both periods. In Reagan's boom, the index made a cumulative real return of 63% during the 46-month stretch. This equates to an annualized return of 14%. During the China demand boom, the index posted a real return of 7% over the 11-month time frame, or 8% annualized. While the data might be limited, it is encouraging to see that performance was squarely positive for these inflationary regimes. It is also encouraging to see that the live real return results of the BTOP50 for the final two inflationary periods reasonably closely match the Neville et al. all-asset trend real returns for those two periods. Another way to look at the data is to examine the average monthly performance during the inflationary periods versus the non-inflationary periods, figure 6. It is clear that this index of trend followers outperformed during periods of inflation. Of course, there is no guarantee that these results will be duplicated in future inflationary times, but we believe that the properties of trend-following programs should be well-placed to benefit in a high and rising inflationary environment. Results from both the academic study and the BTOP50 track record since its inception in 1987 show that trend-following not only works during non-inflationary regimes, but is particularly robust in inflationary ones. This could be because we see strong trends during those periods. Equities down, bonds down, and commodities up, for example. In our view, this does give reason to be optimistic that trend followers are likely to be well-suited to future inflationary environments. (music) 